Thank you for listening to this week's episode and thank you to all our subscribers. Sign up to arabianbusiness.com for all exclusive content. Welcome back to another episode of AB Majlis. I'm Tala Michelle Aisa, host and senior reporter at Arabian Business. Today we'll be talking about strategy setting and why it doesn't need to be an overwhelming process. I know the word strategy can make some people sigh, but rest assured we've brought in a special guest today who's going to weigh in on this and explain why it doesn't need to be so complicated. Joining me in the studio today is Mark Bioska, a highly experienced strategy professional who's also a partner at one of the top global management consulting firms, Carney. He specializes in transactions and transformation. Mark and I are going to talk about identifying strategy priorities, aligning actions to objectives and overcoming common roadblocks. So without further ado, thanks for taking the time to join us today, Mark. Welcome to AB Majlis. Thanks, Tala, for having me. All right, so I'll pass it over to you. Let's maybe start off by talking about the most important first step of developing a strategy. Thanks, Tala. Maybe before we get into, into the question, right, it's uh, good to step back for a second and think about what do we mean when we talk about the strategy. Uh, you mentioned that sometimes a strategy can be overwhelming, come across as very sophisticated or complex, right? So let's think about which are the three main components, the three main questions we want to think about when developing a strategy. First one is, where do we stand? What is our baseline? What is the starting position? Second is, where do we want to go? What is our destination? The third one is, how do we get there? If we double click on the baseline on where do we stand, this is about reflecting about how is the company doing? What is our strength? What are we good at? How are we winning in the market? Where are we struggling? But also externally, which is the market we operate? What is the sector? How is the, what is economic outlook? What are the competitive dynamics? How is technology affecting and is going to affect the, the future? In the destination, very important to define very clearly what are our ambitions, how we define success, what do we want to do and what we do not want to do. Strategy is about making choices. So therefore, it's very clear to state that. And then the third one, the journey, right? How do we get there, right? And this is defining very clear uh, initiatives, plans, allocating resources, but also defining mechanisms to track progress, to measure achievement, to celebrate successes so that we know whether we are making the necessary progress as when we are implementing the strategy. Mm -hmm. Going back to your question, right? What is the first step, right? And what is important? I think is, again, developing a strategy is an opportunity for an organization to maybe pause a bit, step back, right? We know leaders in organizations are very busy. The day-to-day is very hectic, right? So thinking about the strategy is an important exercise, right? So therefore, investing the necessary time in reflecting, in stepping back, in, as I was saying before, no, thinking, how are we winning? Where are we struggling? Where are we going to go, right? Asking the right questions is the first very important step. Also, how you do that is important. We see that those leaders and those organizations that embed and engage with a larger organization in the process end up being better prepared for the execution of that strategy. At the end of strategy, it is as good as the implementation will be. And of course, if you've engaged the organization, not only the top executive, but also middle management and the rest of the people in the organization already early in the process, that will allow people to understand why the strategy is heading towards a given direction. If people understand why the strategy is like that, you will most likely increase buy-in. People will be more on board, right? And if Again, for anything, right, you try to do, if people understand why we are doing it and they are on board, for sure we are much better positioned than to achieve success when we are implementing the strategy later on. And you know, when it comes to strategy setting, a lot of consulting firms come into a business and then they 
obviously have to make some very difficult decisions, especially when it comes to cost cutting, which McKinsey is infamous for. <laughs> so, you know, how do you avoid making such mistakes? Obviously, there's room for miscalculations can happen and all these things. So maybe let's talk more generally about the common mistakes. I'm really curious to hear what you're going to say about this. Yeah, look, developing a strategy is, a, is not easy. It's a, it's a very important, but also a complex and holistic exercise, as we said uh, earlier, right? And um, if we look, I mean, in our experience, right, what are some of the common challenges or, or pitfalls that we have observed? Maybe I will think about five of them, right? The first one is organizations and leaders not investing enough time for this exercise, as we said before, right? To do the right assessment, to ask the right questions, to paint the right scenarios, right? And to engage the organizations throughout the process. The second is, uh, as you just said now, right? Strategy is about making choices. Sometimes we see organizations struggling with the strategies that try to do too many things, try to do basically everything. And th that's not a strategy. A strategy is about making calls, making decisions about what the company would like to do and what the company will not and should not do. That allows for focus. And as we said before, we should allow for a more successful implementation. Number three, I think complexity. The strategies need to be comprehensive and need to be thought of, right? But at the end, it needs to be simple to communicate. The strategies need to be un understood by different stakeholders, internal stakeholders, employees, but also for the financial market, right? So therefore, when we see organizations having very complex strategies, that's definitely a challenge that then they will face down the road. Number four, I think it's uh, sometimes not thinking early enough about execution. If we see that organizations sometimes work on a strategy and then later, okay, now we need to implement it, right? We see it much more effective when already while defining, designing the strategy, there is already the right question on how are we going to do that? Are we going to be able to do it? What is it needed to do it, right? So I think that's early enough thinking about uh, the implementation. And last but not least, number five, and that comes after the definition, but it's super important, is we see sometimes organizations struggling to plan and prepare for the implementation of the strategy. And that sometimes means that a very good strategy, it ends up not <laughs> being successful because, again, the whole planning, the whole execution later on is not well managed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess a lot of things are better in theory than in practice sometimes. So uh, I'm not sure how you approach a strategy setting, but I'm sure that, you know, there's been a time where you've been developing a strategy, then implementing it and then realizing, okay, maybe this isn't working. Maybe I should approach it in a different way. So how important is it to know when to pivot and change? Yeah, look, we we live in a, in a planet, we live in economies that uh, are rapidly changing. The only thing we know for sure is, is change. And the speed of change is, if anything, is accelerating. Technology uh, cycles are faster than it used to be. We see disruptions that, that you cannot anticipate. I mean, who would have told us, whatever, five years ago, that we'll have a war in the middle of uh, Europe? Who would have told us that would be a, a global pandemic that would not allow us to leave our homes, right? Yeah. And of course, all the implications of that, right? So. It's important to be aware of that and that the strategies are able to, as you said, pivot and adapt, right? One of the consequences of, of more, more dynamic environments is that maybe many years ago, a strategy should be, well, used to be like whatever, 10 years down. I mean, we'll have a time horizon of 10 years, right? What we see now is the strategies are a shorter time horizon, maybe three to five years, where more focus being put in the first two to three years with more detailed plans, more, more bigger efforts on planning the execution, right? And as you go down the road, pivot and 
and adjust accordingly, right? We see that uh, sometimes as you have a strategy of three to five years, but maybe every two to three years, you do a refresh of the strategy, depending on how basically the overall sector and socioeconomic uh, situation has evolved. Let me maybe share a, a quick story here about forecasting and predictions, right? Because we at Kearney, we definitely have a lot of experts and uh, a lot of advanced analytical tools, AI-enabled algorithms. But uh, we also are aware that predicting forecasting is a difficult exercise, sometimes almost impossible. And let me give you a story about IMF. I mean, we know IMF is, <laughs> is one of the most prestigious organizations. They have a lot of economists and some of the best economists. Uh, they have access to all the data from uh, the leading economies in the world. And they issue, I think it's twice a year, I think they call it the World Economic Outlook. Yes. I think it's in July and October. I'm sure that when it is released, Arabian business. Uh, yeah, for, um, finger on the pulse uh, always. Comments, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. So since the 90s until today, so sort of around the last 30 years approximately, They've been publishing a lot of reports, and one of the metrics that they measure is economic growth, eh? GDP uh, forecast, right? In these 30 years, there's been 200 instances in which the economic growth, the GDP, has shifted, has turned. Either it was growing and started decline or was declining and turned to growth, right? Mm -hmm. How many times do you think or of these 200 instances in which has happened across different economies in the last 30 years, how many times do you think the IMF managed to predict that? Honestly, I just know that it's not an exact science. And I take these things with a pinch of salt sometimes because the IMF has really been revising a lot of their economic outlooks, especially the ones in the Middle East. I tell you. This year alone has been. I tell you, the answer is zero. Zero. <laughs> Out of 200, they okay. were not able to forecast a single one. And we are talking about one metric, which is GDP, and they have the best economies, right? I'm not saying that they don't do a good work. They do an amazing work, yeah, right? Of course. What yeah. we are saying is that it is difficult to predict, difficult to forecast. At the end, forecasting in many cases based on past trends, right? But therefore, the question is how can then companies, when they are working on their strategies, paint basically a a future outlook, right? And definitely, I would would recommend to look to the IMF uh, report as one input. But uh, the way we we advise our clients is to look and define different scenarios. Different scenarios allow us to paint, I mean, how we'll see the future. Of course, then we look at which one we believe, as with information we have today, which scenario we believe that is going to be more likely to happen. But then we will monitor through the implementation. And if we see changes, that's the time then maybe to adjust or even to pivot. Or maybe if the change is very significant to consider a refresh of the strategy. Yeah, definitely. You know, there's a lot of global issues that you can never predict a lot of technology trends that you could have never predicted. So yeah, I totally understand. But, you know, with the advent of AI, I guess it's not so relevant now, but I'm interested to find out from you. Have you guys have to pivot and change some of your strategies based on generative AI exploding at the end of last year? Yeah, no, look, definitely, right? I think that uh, technology advancement provide a lot of opportunities, right? And provide new new tools, new enablers that allow us to do things uh, better with more accuracy and faster, right? We're just talking about prediction or a scenario analysis, right? AI is not a crystal ball, (laughs) right? I think that, uh, as you said, I mean, we we are very good and we use uh, AI-enabled tools and algorithms, right, to help us in uh, monitor, in paint scenarios, in do some predictions to the best possible, right? But what this gives, and this is a change, maybe we would go back, whatever, 15, 20 years ago, is the access to almost real-time 
information, right? If you are a CEO of a leading company, right, today you can have almost real-time and accurate information across both internally, right? How are your subscribers' evolution going? What is the satisfaction of your customer? What is the customer sentiment through social networks? How is your revenue going? How are your point of sale performing at a per shop level at per sales rep level in a given shop, right? Also externally, right? I mean, you can have real-time access about economic indicators, about other important metrics, right? So this is great, right? So you are like driving a car with an amazing dashboard that gives you all the information, right? Having said that, right? At the end, a CEO, a management team that are driving the ship or the big car, right? It's good to look at the dashboard, but it is even more important to look at the road yeah. and to take the steering wheel and to know when to shift. The decision on when to turn, when to shift, when to accelerate, when to turn, that the dashboard will not tell you, right? So all the, all the information basically helps and supports the decision-making process. And of course, it helps to increase the success rate of number of correct decisions that are being made, yeah. but it's still the responsibility and where executive and leaders basically create maximum impact is again, is that looking at the road, making the right calls, uh, driving the organization, energizing the teams, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where, again, all the tools, AI are enablers, are helping, but of course are just uh, a support yeah. to the actual leaders of the organization in driving the success of their companies. So what you're saying is that, of course, the, this data is all very important to your work. And then, of course, the real-time information, AI, all these like uh, comprehensive reports. So what you're saying is that consultants, strategy consultants need to maybe take a more holistic approach and look at multiple factors before determining a strategy rather than looking at a report from one place or... Yeah, no, definitely, right? I think that, look, these days, information is not the issue, Selecting which information is more reliable, selecting which information is the the one you want to look at, processing the information, analyzing it, uh, using AI to perform complex analysis and give you COVID basically took us through a big disruption in supply chains, right? Yeah. We have mechanisms, right, to monitor how supply chains from the manufacturer to the actual delivery, right? We can plan accordingly, right? Uh, Production capacity, right? So I think that all this is super powerful and we at Kearney, we make best use of it. What I would also encourage uh, companies is to, to try. Right. AI is evolving at a, an amazing speed. Sometimes uh, organizations, leaders may be a bit overwhelmed with that, right? The best way to uh, get and, and leverage and get the best of, of AI is to, to try it, to start using it to deploy pilots across different areas of the organization, get people familiar with it, try things, learn what it works, what it doesn't work, fail in some cases, learn from the failure, right? I think yeah. that those companies that we see that are already experimenting and, and leveraging AI, they will build some capabilities that will allow them to fast track and to advance and maybe uh, win competition thanks to advantages that they will be building. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So Mark, I guess you've been working on strategy for over 25 years in different parts of the world, not just in the Gulf region. So I'm curious to find out from you, is there a difference between the focus that's being placed in terms of strategy setting between emerging markets versus more mature markets? Thanks, Tala. And definitely, I think that what we see here in the region is uh, in many cases quite different from maybe more mature geographies, right? In more mature geographies, we see 
strategy sometimes more focus on direct to the competition on how to improve efficiency how to go for incremental improvements right here in the region what we see is much much bolder strategies we see opportunities being also much bigger and therefore the strategies are rather incremental are more transformational right we see new entities being established to capture new opportunities this of course at the same time it requires we were saying before right the awareness that new capabilities will be required to then implement that strategy right we see new organizations being established just for that i mean we see i don't know new airlines being put in place no we see car manufacturing companies being established so therefore the, while on one side the strategies are much bolder and if you ask me right even much more interesting right to to define and to work on it there is also a challenge in terms of okay how you want to make sure that we are going to be able to deliver that strategy successfully right and we at Kearney we help them we help our clients from defining the strategy but all the way then to equip themselves and helping in establishing and building up new organizations that will allow our clients to be successful in ultimately implementing their strategy and meeting and fulfilling the targets and the ambitions that they had defined together with us uh, at the beginning. I think we've covered a lot of interesting stuff and I definitely learned a lot. I hope our listeners can say the same thing as well. But, you know, just to kind of close off this episode, what are the top five tips that you would say are the most important to keep in mind when you're setting a strategy? No, thanks, Tala. And, and I think we started reflecting with about some of the challenges or pitfalls, right? I think that thinking about maybe five takeaways that our listeners can think about when embarking in defining the strategy, I think can be quite useful. Allow me to maybe say five things, right? First is take a strategic planning as an opportunity. As I said before, it's an opportunity to step back, to reflect, to engage with the organization, and to set something very important with the future direction for the company. Second, as I said, strategy is about making choices. It needs to be clearly spelled. It's not about doing everything that will, that will work, right? It's making sure that it's clearly defined, that direction is well set, that as important is what we will do as we will not do. So that's number two. Number three, keep it simple, okay? If you are not able to explain your strategy in two to three minutes to an employee, to a journalist, to the financial market, I think go back to, to the drawing board because there is still some work to be done. Number four, it is about implementation ultimately. A strategy, it is as good as successful is gonna be its implementation. Therefore, think ahead of time already from early stages, how are we gonna do it? How are we gonna make this work? And keep in mind the implementation as part of the strategy development process. And number five, and that comes after the strategy has been defined, which is how you equip yourself, how you prepare for the implementation, how you allocate the resources, how you define the initiative, how you make sure that leaders in the organization put themselves ahead to lead the execution, how we have the right tracking mechanisms, the right ways to measure accomplishments, and also to celebrate basically successes. For me, this is the five things that uh, we should definitely keep in mind when embarking into what usually is a very exciting, intense, but very exciting process, which is developing a strategy for an organization. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for your time, Mark, and thank you for listening to AB Meshes. Thank you, Tala. This is your gateway to the latest trends in the Gulf, bringing you exclusive insights and thought-provoking discussions. Welcome to AB Majlis, an Arabian business podcast. You can find our weekly episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And for more exclusive content, subscribe to us on arabianbusiness.com.